Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of the Twilight Saga podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And for you guys, it may have been a day or two between uh, the last episode and this one. Uh, But we are here in our car, still on our way home from the Great Smoky Mountains. uh, From a wonderful Thanksgiving four-day weekend with the family. And uh, we want to cover some more of New Moon. And we are going to cover what chapters in this uh, in this recording, Steph. Well, I had said 14, 15, and 16, but I have the rest on here if you want to keep going. I mean, that's not a problem. Well, let's go ahead and, uh, well, let's just do 14, 15, 16. Okay. So, we start with chapter 14, which is family. And um, starts off with a fight between Paul and Jacob. Okay, so this is where they go at it. And Bella sees that, you know, that these werewolves uh, can be dangerous. Can can be dangerous. And so, um, wow, nice driving. Sorry. <laughs> um, Paul's pretty short-tempered. I mean, pretty short-tempered. It doesn't seem to have control on himself at all. Well, he, and, and I mean, if you want to compare him, he's kind of like... Uh, Jasper in a way, you know, somebody who is one of the newer ones to this new lifestyle and therefore hasn't learned to control himself completely well. Um, okay, but I think that Paul was the second one who changed. It was Sam and then Paul and then Jared and then Embry and Jacob. So... I think he's just short-tempered. Okay, short-tempered. Because tempered. the guys, the guys kind of joke around. But they're all relatively new, though. That's what I'm saying. They're right. all relatively they rel- yeah. new to this this transformation. And Jacob, they they all remark about how Jacob seems to be out of all of them. He seems to pick up the quickest. Yes. And of course, that is an indication of something that will come even beyond. Uh, new moon, and I'm not saying that just because I know something, but it something that I just happen to assume to be true based on my facial expressions. That <laughs> the, yeah. I can't control. <laughs> but I knew that. But I knew that when I heard it the two or the three different times yeah, it was placed they don't in just the story. It one time, right? Yeah, right. It, so it, it, that that for I mean there is no reason for me to think otherwise. Right. So, Jacob phases on the fly is how the guys describe it. But I love when they're talking about his sneakers and how um, uh, Billy says, you know, that's the last pair. He can't afford another one. And um, it makes me laugh every time, you know, because here they are. They're, they're bu- okay, how do they, they're exploding into these gigantic wolves. And obviously their human clothes don't stay intact. But um, I love when they're joking about Jacob and his sneakers and having to go barefoot. And so it just makes me. Now, will you do me a favor and remind me when we talk about the movie about something like a thought regarding that? Yes. Yes, I, w- I will certainly try. There's another Starbucks. Sorry. Um, so Sam says, Sam orders um, Embry and Jared to take Bella. To Emily's house. Take Bella to Emily's. I love that they're betting on whether she's going to puke or not. Um, they, they, These two seem to be um, betting all the time. They, they've bet on whether uh, Jacob's going to have a scratch on him, on whether Jacob's going to get a scratch on Paul or not, and now they're betting on whether she's going to 
whether she's gonna get sick sick. and it's just it's funny so um on the way in on the way in they tell her don't stare at emily it makes sam mad right and um hanging out around werewolves has its risks Right, and of course, this is where we understand that, you know, Bella really, you know, just by being a friend of Jacob, uh, that, you know, this is not safe, you know, this, there is, there is a great amount of danger that is associated with that. Right. Um, Walks in the door, Emily doesn't look at Bella all too invitingly. She, she, Emily is, does not invite her in, um kindly at first so you're the vampire girl and I love Bella's response so you're the wolf girl you know it's just don't judge me because there's plenty of judgment left to go around um when when Sam comes in and embraces Emily this is this was worse than any romantic movie and she talks about the connection between Sam and Emily um I just wanted to mention that because You'll hear about it again. Um, Jacob gets pretty upset. Bella is not bait. Bella is not bait. They can't... He, he's not going to budge on that. Um, Quill's got to be choi- Got to be close to joining us. But none of them wanted the same fate for their friend. They, they don't want this for him. And... Um, but it seems to be inevitable. So the question is, is, you know, what is it that's so bad about being a werewolf? Is it, are, are they just afraid of their lack of control? You know, if they lose their temper, is that why they don't want this feat for him? Um, I, I don't know. Because, I mean, I'm just questioning, you know, where the, where the vampires are concerned, this is something that is quote-unquote done to them. Okay, and, I, and again, I'm all into the, you know, I, right. please understand, folks, this is all fantasy, right? Right. But let's just say, in in the event that this was reality, being a vampire, that fate is a is a fate that is, or that fate, that, that, that lifestyle is something that is done to you. Right. You know, it, it, this is, this isn't something, like, um, you know, uh, this is, I, I, I trying not to say some words in the future but you know this isn't something that well well, Edward has said even in Twilight this isn't something I wouldn't choose for someone else right I wouldn't choose this for myself it's not the life that they've chosen right however you know we wouldn't want this fate for our friend Emery Emery Quill Quill. Uh, we wouldn't want this for him that it's like wait a second this is your ancestry you know, this is who you are. This is this is within your DNA, and it seems to me that's like how selfish of you. I mean, are you really? I mean, you guys are called the protectors, right? And you you guys are are. I mean, how, how you don't see yourselves as monsters, do you? I mean, Sam obviously has uh, lost control. Is that why they don't want wish this for any of their friend? Uh, but other than that. You know, it seems to me it's like how can how can you just leave Quill out there and be okay with that? Does that make sense? Right. No, it it makes sense um, to me that you're saying that. I don't, I don't really understand why they would go through um, all the trouble of of saying that they didn't want this for Sam. When you're right, that is it is in essence what they were born to do. 
right? This isn't something it's who that they they're were going. Born. This isn't something that Sam and his quote unquote gang is going to go do to to Quill right. to convert him. Right. This is something that is if it's within him and if it's in his DNA, then by golly, this is just going to be a natural thing. And instead of saying we wouldn't want this for him, it's we want to be there for him if this if this is in him. Right. Right. So Jacob tells her um, pretty much she's got to stay in La Push. That it's safest for her in La Push. And of course, he doesn't go into detail here, but one of the reasons why it's safe or safer for her in, in La Push, excuse me, is because of the treaty. Yes, and he explains that late does explain that later on right? yes so so, so the, therefore the, the 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 treaty that they made with the Collins is that they would not hunt or for vampires on on their land on what is the Cullen territory or on right they, they only have um jurisdiction as it will on La Push. right so um they could protect her best there um so Jordan, although without the Cullens around they're they're more than happy to extend the border of their protection. Right. Um, so, who is this that says that if I'm silly, then you're dangerously unbalanced? Was that Jacob to Bella or Bella to Jacob? I really don't remember right now, but that always cracks me up because neither one of them are very balanced. Yeah. So, um, Bella goes home all buddy-buddy with Jacob now and just tries to pass it off as a misunderstanding to Charlie. You know, again, can't tell him too much about, you know, these lines that between reality and myth that really she shouldn't know about, but seems to be completely right engulfed in. Um, is that the right word? Does that yeah. work, word there? That'll work. Okay. Um, she calls herself a hypocrite. Um, you know, what? what's lying... What's the point of lying to myself? You know, obviously there's something going on here with Jacob. I'm not really willing to um, to admit that to myself. You know, she she calls herself a hypocrite. I, I'm lying to myself, and so then um, she has a new dream, and Emily's there. She has a new dream, and Emily's there now. Yeah, and this is where I'm like, okay, let's move the story along right. just a little bit, yeah. please. So, chapter 15 is pressure. Uh, Mike asked Bella out again. Yeah, the, and, and again, this this is something that I, I kind of like the tie-in, to, you know, to remind me that, you know, she's still going to school. Which, right. to be honest with you, <laughs> I think is a little bit of a stretch at this point, you know. Because right. th- th- if you ask me, that is an underplayed um, storyline in School. New Moon. <laughs> School? Yeah. Um, absolutely. Because, well, I think for for many months, she just went through the motions of going to school. And so there was really no point in pointing out that she was even really there. You know? Right. But even but even now, I mean, there was, a, there was a whole, you know, I went back to school and it's almost as if my teachers didn't even recognize me right. anymore. Pete, I remember when I first came to Forks that everybody looked at me, but now they seem to look past me or through me as if I don't exist. Right. And so, but she is still going to school and, you know, work also. But Mike asked her out, you want to go to a movie? Sure. Sure. Because she just is not able to say no to anybody. So she just... All right, so we're going to pause for just a second. 
And we're back. All right, Steph, where are we at now? So, um, Charlie's not worried anymore. Charlie's worries have dissolved. Um, with Jacob back, it, it would appear that, you know, Bella's holding herself together. Sometimes literally. Um, heat, healing fast, and being so big are all wolf things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway... We learn a little bit more about Quill and family history, and you learn that it's inevitable. You know, just like Jacob having it on both sides, Quill has it on both sides as well. Um, both sides being the hereditary gene, and um, it's inevitable that he will. Okay, so it is go- it is going to happen to him. Yeah, th- this is where he pretty much he says that it, it's going to, um, and Quill and Jacob are cousins. Second cousins, maybe? I don't remember right now. Anyway, um, Jacob's better at it than the rest of them. Does that make me even less human? Right, and so again, here's even more indication that, you know, he can, he's he's better at this, he's picking up faster, he's able to control when he phases faster. Um, you know, there, there's something about Jacob that is is something that I mean I'm just picking up on through the right. entire book. Right, and absolutely you should be. And I think if you really sat down, I mean anybody reading at this point, if you really sat down and thought about the story that they've that she's given you so far, you know, um, you could figure it out. But um, I like that she holds off. Okay. I really do. Um, Jacob says the best part is the speed. That they're they're fast, you know. They they can they can move along pretty fast. Um, Bella explains last spring to Jacob, and um, you know what happened in Phoenix, and how James close James how close James actually got, and um, the uh, the mark on her hand. So she's not really a fan of spring break. Yeah. You know, not, I'm not really a fan of spring break. Um, this seems like a question he would ask of a spy. I didn't write down the question, but she's still feeling like he's yeah, using well, her for information. Yeah, there, there came a point where he's like, wow, this is really good because now we have an insider. Yeah. And and so it's like kind of like, now I'm not a friend and you're not asking information right. to protect me. Okay. Now you're asking for information, some insider uh, help on how to... Um, combat your enemy. Right. And, um, she's not so sure how she feels about that. She's not. Um, Jacob asked, why do you do that? Why does she hold herself together? And, um, really we, we had no more secrets between us now. And she refers to both her and Emily as wolf girls. She, she is even at this point referring to herself as a wolf girl. Um, and again, I wrote down page numbers. I really should have you pull over so I can get the book out of the trunk. And yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Um, when on page, it's at the end of 350 and the beginning of 351, she describes alone time and what that is like for her. And, um, and I, liked the, I liked the wording. I liked the way that um, she described it, so I wanted to share it. But anyway, go, go look that up. If you're holding your book in your hand, 350 to 351, I love that part. Um... I was addicted to the sound of my delusions. At least she knows she's addicted. You know? Bella knows she's not quite stable. Right. You know? (laughs) Not quite is putting it nicely. (laughs) She's nowhere near stable. You know? Um, I was addicted to the sound of my delusions. 
um, I made a werewolf, I made the werewolf look downright normal, <laughs> you know, I mean, she's, she's messed up, um, alone felt claustrophobic, I don't remember that part at all, I don't know what that note has to do with anything, um, this is, this was the stupidest, most reckless thing I'd done yet. The thought made me smile. And what was this? Cliff diving. Awesome. Oh, okay, yes. So here we are. We're ready to go, you know, and, and do some more danger stuff. She hasn't heard from her, you know, her lovely Edward in a while, and it's time to... And Jacob's left her. And Jacob he keeps promising to do things with her, but um, in the... In the... Uh, in the attempt to protect her, keeps leaving her alone, which um, alone is probably the most dangerous place for her to be right now. Yeah, it really is, and um, and I think that's where the claustrophobic feels. And when she's alone, she feels claustrophobic. So, the mo- the stupidest, most reckless thing I'd done yet. The thought made me smile. I mean, she's smiling at the idea of jumping off a cliff. Yeah, she's really not normal. Um, I love the way that she describes the fall, the falling, the the freedom, the air, the rush. I I like that. Um, Happiness, it made the whole dying thing pretty bearable. Okay, so now she's in the water. She's seeing Edward, or hearing him, hearing him, and, um, and that made her happy, and the happiness... It made the whole dying thing pretty bearable. And I know you've said many times how, you know, she's been suicidal through this entire book up to this point. Yeah, she, yeah she, she really has. She has been one of those people that just like, man, she's not healthy at all. No, she, she's not in a healthy place at all. And so, um, but you know, I, I was thinking about that as I was reading this about you just saying that. And um, this is the one case in... In which, in her dying, she is in control of it. Like, she's already pretty convinced that Victoria's going to get to her and she's going to die. You know? She's convinced of that. You know? And it's going to be slow. And it's going to be torturous. And it's going to be drawn out and pain. Bella's not a big fan of pain. uh, Physical pain. Right. Okay? And, um... So, this is the one area in this... Jumping off the cliff and drowning, she has control of that. Bella isn't. And I know that that sounds really weird, but she has, in her mind, she is in control of her own death. Right. We're going to pause for just one moment. And we're back. Okay. And so then um, she she's, she says, you know, she, she's dying. She, she's drowning. And that this is the end. Goodbye. I love you. She says goodbye to him. Okay, yes. So this is where she thinks that it's the end and she says goodnight. Goodbye. Goodbye. I love you. Which is funny because she's like, okay, so now it's safe. I'm I'm dying. I can say his name. I can, I can, you know, profess my love. But on page 242, when Laurent finds her in the meadow, she does the same thing. She thinks she's going to die. She's like, I love you. I love her. She says, Edward, 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 I love you. And, um... So it's, it's not the first time that she's let herself do that because it's not the first time that she thought for certain that she was dying. Right. 
All right, so what do we have next? Chapter 16. Is this the last chapter we're covering? Yes. Okay. Paris. Which I love that you were so confused on it until I explained it to you. But we'll share that at the end. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Jacob saves her. She describes um, being pressed up against a rock, being... um, she also describes seeing some red, something like fire. Yeah. A, yeah. Um, so, anyway, um, Jacob saves her. She says that the water, that the waves were crashing against the shore like it was angry that she had escaped. You know, like the ocean was angry that she had escaped. And she sees a small flame out on the water, and it didn't make any sense. Jacob tells her, save the stupid stuff for when I'm around. That's the whole point. He wasn't around. That's why she did it, you know? Um, He says that uh, they had her. They they almost had Victoria, but she took off into the water. Okay, so she took off into the water. And then, I think, is that when Bella puts two and two together that it was that the red flame was Victoria's hair? I don't remember in the book that being made completely clear at that and moment. She gets it. I mean, there, there's a point when Bella gets it. Right, but I, I, just, I don't remember then, it being right at that point. Yeah, well, if it wasn't at that point, then I just gave that away for anybody who's not there yet. Yeah, so sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, bunch of red okay. fly, flames in the water and, yeah. and on the water one, or whatever. Just one, one well, that's orange what, flame. Okay. Okay. Flames, yeah. flame, whatever. Right. Um, Harry's heart attack. Okay, before you go to the Harry's heart attack, I just want to say that this is the second time that she has literally faced death, and Uh Edward was not there. Yeah. How can Edward say in a million years that he honestly loves her, and that he could never live his life without her, blah, 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 and this is now the second time that she's faced death, and that it had, if it had not been for Jacob, she would have died. I can't answer that for you just yet. Right. I, I can't. I cannot answer that question yet. You can't even answer that yet after we do the whole new moon because, in my mind, even after after huh? we after we get to a certain book point in the book, I can't answer that for you. Okay. Well, remind me because I re- I've read the entire book and I still do not understand that. And we're gonna pause once again. Where was I? Harry's heart attack. Yeah, okay, so we're on to Harry's heart attack. Right. Because I can still explain the other to you. In a uh, little, yeah, okay. You may still disagree with me, that's fine, but I have an answer. Um, well, that's it. Harry has a heart attack. Um, Bella, dis- Juliet was on her mind when she woke up, you know? She'd been sleeping on, on Jacob's couch, and she woke up, and Juliet was on her mind. And um, she describes Jacob snoring as the sound of comfort. It was the sound of comfort. I have to tell you, I have been married for 13 years to a man who snores, and it has never, ever been the sound of comfort to me. Ever. So I find that kind of funny. Well, okay, a couple things here. Number one, uh, she happens to be in love with a guy who never sleeps. (laughs) You're right. Okay, so therefore, there is no snoring there. And the fact that he's snoring means that he's sleeping, meaning that he at least feels that it's safe enough it, but to it's sleep. About, but it's still about her. I think, no, I honestly, I think he's too exhausted to not sleep at this point. It, it has nothing to do with feeling safe enough to sleep. 
it, it's that he's so exhausted he can't do anything else. Okay. But um, the sound of his snores being comfort to her, that's that's all about her. That that's selfishness. That's still all about Bella. Okay. Okay. Anyway, that's what I think. Anyway. That's fine. All right. So. Um, I'm still waiting to get to the good part. So. I know. So, <laughs> I don't know what that means, so I'm going to skip over it. Anyway, um, Harry dies. Charlie's upset. There's a, a funeral that's going to be coming, blah, blah, blah. Right. And uh, I, Harry in the book was not all that important to me. But when we talk about the movie, I'll explain a little right. bit more about my uh, feelings of Harry. Okay. So, um, yeah. Harry dies. Jacob is taking Bella home. And she is trying to prepare herself to be there for Charlie because Harry was his, was Charlie's friend, and um, she starts to realize that I could stake a claim on Jacob. She wants there to be a connection between them. She wants there, you know, I could stake my claim on him, you know. And so she's starting to move in that direction. And on page three seventy five, there was something that I wanted to read, but. Again, I don't have the book. But it starts with, but even as I recognized. So you can go find that and, and read that for yourself and know that I love that part. And on page 376, she asks herself, but could I? Could she give part of herself to Jacob? You know, um, knowing, knowing completely that it's not the whole, that it is just part of herself. It is leftover. It, it is... Um, she will never be able to give herself wholly to someone again because she's done that already and she's lost that. That's been, that's no longer there to give. Yeah. And I don't understand how you can give even a portion of your love to somebody else when you are, what is it? Completely and irrevocably in love with someone else. Well, and, and that is the point that she is in love with Edward and will always be in love with Edward, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't love Jacob. She loves him as her friend. She understands that um, that she can't keep stringing him along like this forever. Nor should he have to wait for her. You know. Right. So can she? Can she get by? Can she kind of um, fake it till she makes it? You know. Yeah. So. I, the the whole idea of her even you know settling with Jacob is just. You know, it's like, obviously, in my mind, she's not going to do it. Uh, the story would end here, pretty much, <laughs> if she did. And I am not interested in that storyline at all. Right. Because, well, you know, I the story's about ready to get good, and I'm glad that it did. So, what what else we got to okay. do so, so we get to so the good here, stuff? She's, she's contemplating. These, these are the things that she's contemplating, and she hears Edward one last time say, Be happy. Be happy. Right. Which... Um, yeah. Um, Jacob's changes in an instant. What's the matter? Vampire. We gotta go. He tries to bolt out of there and she says, no, wait, wait. A car I knew. A car I knew. Um, I love the way she describes everything she knows about the car. Yeah. The horsepower, the tinted windows, the feel of the leather, the the feel of the engine purring underneath her. You know, this was a car I knew. Because 
in Twilight, she says, I don't speak car and driver, you know? But she knows all there is to know about this car. It's just Carlisle, she tells herself. It's just Carlisle. Don't get your hopes up. It's just Carlisle. Um, Jacob makes it very clear that, you know, this is, this is a line he cannot cross. That's my enemy in there. It doesn't matter if it's a Cullen. It doesn't matter if it's Victoria. It is my enemy in there. Something just occurred to me. Okay. All right. Sorry. So anyway, I, I don't know if I should bring it up here. Okay, well, or if I should bring I it up later. A, a couple few little things and then you can tell me what it is. Um, so... She, okay, and this is where she says Victoria had been right there. So, she'd been right there on the water, you know. Um, She goes in the house. The light flicked on, though my frozen hand still hadn't found the switch. She didn't turn the light on. Okay. You know, it took me like three times reading this book before I realized that Bella didn't turn the light on. (laughs) Really? Yeah, because I started to get excited. Especially after I read it the first time and I... You know. So anyway, that's that's all I have for chapter sixteen. Okay, so the light just got flicked so on. The light got turned on. And yeah. of course, um, the, the, just so you know, and, and I think I can say this without giving anything away in the future because it's it's things that I could just now say. Um, and, and this, yeah, and, and I don't know anything further than this. So yeah, this is good. All right. So so the thought that just occurred to me is the fact that. No, I can't. I can't do it until okay. Until um, we talk about the the uh, the visitor. Okay. When we Which talk is about the in the next chapter. Exactly. So, th- this has been our recording uh, for episodes thirteen to sixteen. Not my favorite part of the book. Fourteen to sixteen. Uh, this has not been my favorite part of the book. Um, I enjoyed it when I was reading it, mm-hmm. and had until the book you come along to something better. Had I not Yon come along. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, Megan says when Ileana Kedushin was reading it, which is absolutely correct. Uh, but anyway, the, the book from this point forward gets really good. And it now does. I'm excited to talk about it. And Chapter I think, 17 is one of my favorite chapters Yeah, in, in New Moon. Yeah. It is. And so I think what we're going to do is we will we'll be back in the studio for Chapter 17. And uh, we just want to say thank you for putting up again with all of our ambient noises during the recording of this episode. And we look forward to sharing more of our experiences with New Moon with you very soon. Talk to you later.